this is Keep It Spicy. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Keep It Spicy. I'm here with my girl, Vita. Hi, guys. I'm here with my love, Shiba. So we just wanted to make this little side note clear. So today's episode is going to be a little bit more personal than the other episodes that we've been releasing lately. Um, We will be using more personal anecdotes and experiences for this episode. However, please note that Though it is more personal to Vita and I, the theme and lessons learned may be applicable to anyone and everyone. Though you may not have experienced the same things we have, you can most probably relate to the bottom line or the lesson that we learned from it. So you guys, it's August. We've completed over half of 2020. It's super crazy. So, you know, all of that just got me and Shiba thinking and reflecting about the crazy year we had. And while doing that, we thought it'd be fun to take a trip down memory lane. So this episode is us just talking about our teen years and then giving some tips and advice that we would give to our younger selves. So why are we doing this, you may ask? So whether you're in a leadership role or, you know, you're an aspiring leader or you just want to be your best in work and in life, the habit of reflection uh, does build a lot of self-awareness, efficiency and resilience. So if done right, it can also help you establish and achieve more meaningful goals in life and in your career or just in general. So stay tuned. And while you're at it, we encourage you to do some introspection. So take some time and reflect on all your achievements and struggles. Ask yourself what went well, who needs to be acknowledged, what were the difficulties, what were the standouts and the peak moments for you and why. And just take time to really reflect with us. And of course, just as it is important to reflect on the past, we also have to think about how we're going to take these lessons into the future. So upon reflection, ask yourself, how am I going to put this into action? What is not working so I should stop doing this? Or what is working and does help me grow? Be grateful for everything. Though we shouldn't dwell on the past, it's good to take a moment and you know be grateful about it because it brought you to where you are today. And you wouldn't know you know, you wouldn't be here without it. So yeah, welcome to our TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) So for the purpose of this episode, we've divided this into categories, and we're going to reflect on these topics and categories accordingly. So we'll start off with academics. So again, all of these are like, we're going to be looking back at our teenage years, so from 13 to to 19. So I'm going to ask you the first question. Uh, So if you had to describe your academic life in three words during this time of your life, uh, what would they be? They would be versatile, challenging, and exciting. What about you? Exciting? Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Challenging, rewarding, fluctuating. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I can relate. (laughs) So next question. What single academic achievement are you most proud of? I'm proud of everything that I did from 13 to 16, including that, because um, when I was 13 was when I went to boarding school and I like did really bad in my first my first year. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like I did terrible. And then I consistently worked harder and harder and harder until I got the grade that I was a bit more satisfied with. And then on that note, yeah, for grade 10, when we had the CGPA, we had to get like or at least like we didn't have to get it, but like I got a 10. So I'm pretty happy about that, honestly. Like, hey, yeah, I I did that more for my parents than for me because <laughs> if they're like, you go home, literally all they're asking is like, oh, when are you gonna get a 10 CGPA? So I did that, but so I'm proud of those. Um, so in sixth grade, I did this, uh, competition called history day with my best friend, Jasmina. And we actually did like a play and usually for like anything else, like science fairs and stuff, we would get help from like our parents and stuff. But this, we did it all by ourselves and we won something. I think we, and it was the district, um, level competition too. So it was like a fun thing, but I was also really proud that me and my best friend, you know, we're here empowering each other and we really did it, you know? So that was uh, definitely one of my most proud moments. Oh, I love that. That's so cute. You. So what topics did you most enjoy learning about and which ones did you absolutely hate with a passion? I always loved English. Always. <laughs> Even if like the stories that we were reading were terrible, like I always loved it. I don't know. I just found it fun. Mm-hmm. I 
with a passion. I I really hated physics. I mean, I, I wanted to love it because I wanted to do well because my teacher was so passionate. He was so nice to me. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, it's a no for me, dog. Um, <laughs> what about you? I laughed because um when he said he loved English, that was on my hate list. <laughs> oh, really? You I hated English? hated English. I hated history. I hated those. And then um I loved art and science. I think those are my favorite subjects. Oh, wait, okay, I hated history, too. Or I hated, like, civics, like, learning oh, about yeah. politics. That oh, would put God. me to sleep. Not my thing. <laughs> yes. What advice would you give to teenage yourself about academics? I would tell myself to definitely work hard. Um, I would also tell myself that, like, don't let the stress and the pressure from your classmates because my Mm -hmm. classmates were very competitive and then also for my parents because they put a lot of pressure on us I would tell myself that like try try obviously easier said than done but try not to let that get into your head and try to not let that dictate how you see yourself academically so for example if if you feel like this person in my class doesn't think I'm smart or this teacher doesn't think I'm smart it doesn't mean that you are not smart right so Mm -hmm. I tell myself to not let that get into my head but I would also tell myself that like take your academics seriously and yeah work hard do your Mm -hmm. do your best yes no I totally agree and additionally I would say just study well kids it's important to build a strong academic foundation and also don't be afraid to like explore different subjects especially when you're getting to sixth grade in high school over here you get to like pick your subjects so do what you haven't done before. Don't be afraid of, um, you know, exploring new territories. And also at the same time, don't drown yourself with academics, you know, make sure you balance your life with extracurricular, spending time with family and friends. So just, you know, maintain a sense of balance. Yeah, I love that. All right. And then now we're moving on to the next category, which is family. Oh, So yeah. So how did your relationship to your family evolve in your teen years? I mean, you already know I'm like really close with my parents. I'm the only child, so I always go tell them everything. And I think over the years, bond has just gotten more closer. We have a stronger relationship. So yeah, what about you? Oh my gosh, mine's like literally the opposite. From the start of my teen to like the end of my teens, there are, there are a lot of changes, a lot of character development happened (laughs) Um, at the beginning of my teen years I was close to both parents for sure Um, obviously a bit closer to my mom than my dad but then um, as I got a little older I I think it's in grade 11 yeah it's in grade 11 when I didn't do engineering or like uh, I mean I took physics chemistry and math higher level Mm -hmm. because I wanted because I was trying to go for engineering but after I realized that that's not for me Mm-hmm. and I was failing <laughs> um I think that was where I was like okay I can't do this and then that was I think where my relationship with my dad went a bit downhill because mm-hmm. I I disappointed him um but I mean it, that needed to happen <laughs> yeah but I think from there a lot of misunderstandings started happening because that was where I was kind of just like finally figuring out or like try, I'm still doing that trying to figure out what I want as opposed to what others want for me mm-hmm. and I think, you know, to my dad, I'm always this little girl that doesn't know what she's doing, even though, ironically, I have literally been very independent my entire life. Like, my parents mm-hmm. never helped me with school. Mm-hmm. I would do it all myself. Mm-hmm. So, pretty ironic. But, um, yeah, so I think uh, the beginning of my teen years, it was decent. The end of my teen years, I would say it was great with my mom. I got much closer to her because I started mm-hmm. confiding in her. But it just got terrible with my dad. But oh. now it's a little better. But, yeah, for oh. my teenage years, I would say that's how it is. Yeah, oh, that's cute. Yeah, you definitely have a strong relationship with your family in general, and even your brother, you know, so... Oh, I my gosh. That... Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot about that guy. Okay, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I have a brother, too. Oh, my gosh. Okay, 13 was terrible. He would never, ever, ever want to talk to me. I was never cool. You remember, he would never, like, associate himself with me. Like, when we were in the same school, he would... I remember when I went to see him in his class, like, all of his classmates were like, oh, I didn't know you had a sister. And when I asked him, I was like, why haven't you told people? He's like, I don't want people to know I have a sister. <laughs> Like, he hated me. But by when I was 19, I would say, mm-hmm. like, that relationship had, like, a 180. Like, mm-hmm. now we're pretty close. That's cute. <laughs> Who would you fight with the most in your family? Oh, my dad. <laughs> He's very short-tempered, so we'd have, like, the silliest fights. And we still do, but, like, it's definitely my dad. 
I feel like it's a mix of my brother and my dad. We fight for very different things. My brother is more of like, we have completely opposite habits. We're mm-hmm. different personalities. Oh my God, when I had to stay within my first year of university, when I was like, I think I was 18 then. Oh my God, like, <laughs> I don't know how we both made it out alive. I, ugh, he just makes me want to rip his head off sometimes. But at the time, we just did not understand each other's hobbies. He would never understand why I always like going out and like going to like, these classes and like you know hanging out with my friends and going to the movies or going to like do all these things mm-hmm. and I just never understood how he could sit in his room and play video games all day like I was just like you're so lazy like I don't understand how I don't know we just didn't like each other we just mm-hmm. didn't understand each other with my dad it's more of like we're both short-tempered too but mm-hmm. I'm like more short-tempered with my dad because we're both so with each other we're both very much like I want to have the, the final say Mm-hmm. So it's like, he'll say something and I know what he means, but because it wasn't delivered the way I wanted it to be delivered, I'll make a big deal out of it. And then he will do the same to me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I would say it's a tie between my brother and my dad. Oh, interesting. I thought it would be your dad for some reason, just because I hear you complain about him more now. But yeah, <laughs> that's now. I, that's now. Like now my relationship with my brother is much, much, much better. Now we know how to communicate with each other. We know how to respect each other's boundaries and decisions now but I would say like when we, when I was a teenager like for sure I would like yeah both of them used to piss me off <laughs> men shake my head <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and any advice you'd give to teenage Vita about family so I think in general like I know family can be difficult to deal with but definitely stay connected to them um, especially with your siblings you know I think when you grow up like you just it it helps to have like a really strong support system, um, especially like when you're moving into college, that phase, and then like getting a job, just having support and someone to rely on other than friends, like, you know, having that connection with your family is important. So just, you know, try to maintain that connection. I agree with that. I would say that uh, I would tell teenage Shuba to listen to what her mom says, (laughs) you know, the things about boys or even just like school and friends, like, Mm -hmm. Now I know, like, yeah, she was right all along. So listen to what she says. <laughs> yeah. Not that I've made any terrible decisions, but it's like, yeah, if, if like, don't be such a know-it-all. Like, you're, especially for that age, it's like, your parents do have a better gauge of mm-hmm. what is best for you at that time. This may not be necess- like necessarily the same for all kids and all parents, but at least for Shuba and her family, like now looking back, it's like, yeah, my parents did have a good gauge of what was best for me at the time and they were doing their best for me. So be more appreciative and yeah, listen to your mom. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right, now we're moving into love life and boys. So, Shiba, what age was your first heartbreak, and what would you tell your younger self that was heartbroken now? I first had my heart broken when I was, I think I was 13. It's either 12, yeah, I was 13. It's 12 or 13, Aww. like, around that time. Like, literally right before I went to, like, left Nigeria to go to India. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, yeah, that was the first time a boy Aww. broke my heart. I remember, remember those poems I sent you? I wrote, like, fucking poems yeah. about it. Oh, my gosh, so cringe. Um... <laughs> So, so, so cringe. My dad found those poems recently also. He was like, who, who are you writing this stuff? That's so funny. So cringe. Um, I would tell my younger self, you know, that was heartbroken at 12. I would just tell her, honey, boys are not worth your time. Men may come and men may go, but I go on forever. That's what yes, I would tell her. Don't, don't be crying too much over this boy. <laughs> oh, um, I'm actually the opposite. I broke everybody's hearts left and right, <laughs> rejected them. I think I was just really invested with school and like I wasn't ready for a relationship. So like, you know, I would say no to everybody. But the first time I had my heart broken was like at the end of high school. Um, it's a long story, y'all. But basically, yeah, I was just um, I lost a best friend. So I was really mm, sad about that. I remember that. I would tell myself that you know, it's all going to be okay. I'm beautiful, smart, and amazing. I'm just a queen. You know, better things will come my way, and I just have to get through this phase. Yes, love it, love it. Yes. <laughs> so who was your celebrity crush? Oh, I love Robert Pattinson because I was obsessed with the Twilight Saga, so I loved Edward, and he was Edward. Yeah, I was extremely obsessed with him. Oh, I um, I really like Zac Efron. I know, very basic, but come on, <laughs> Troy... Bolton, <laughs> he had my heart. So which mental blocks did you overcome? 
Oh, for Love Life and Boys? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is an important lesson that I learned at the, when I was 18. You remember that. I say a mental block that I overcame was, like, if a somebody's not giving me the time of day and continuously and consistently letting me down, mm-hmm. I'm much better at blocking people now. <laughs> Don't you think so? I, I'm, yes. I'm able to do that faster now. It's like, yes. now if I'm getting too much problem, I'm able to be like, all right, block. <laughs> yes. Adding on to that, I, I think for me, it was, I used to be a people pleaser, and I, this applies to boys as well. Like, I just used to, like, try to help everyone, make sure everyone's happy. But at one point, I think, like, my own mental sanity is just trumps everyone else. I learned to like really do what's best for me, even though it's difficult at times. I think that's necessary. Going off of that, it's like I'm a very like straightforward person. So I think that one thing that I've overcome is like, I mean, I'm still not afraid. If you listen to our modern romance episode, you'll know a little bit more about this, but I'm not afraid to like make the first move. But like now mm-hmm. I know a little bit better. Like you got to make them, um, you got to make them come to you you know what I'm saying you gotta you can't just do all the work so yeah (laughs) which goes back to what I was saying so like yeah if 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 they're not doing the work or if they're just crazy Mm -hmm. learn how to say no use that block button (laughs) yes yes guys (laughs) all right so what advice would you give to your teenage self about romance and boys in general oh my gosh I would tell my teenage self that I never had a boyfriend in high school Mm -hmm. so Pat on the back. I would tell teenage Shuba that, you know what? You did the right thing. Yes. I'm not saying that people that met, you know, because some people meet their high school sweetheart. And again, it's if you did have a relationship in high school, there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, like, I'm glad that I didn't because I don't know, as, as corny as it sounds, I was in high school to study. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Even though there was some boy drama, but like, I didn't have a relationship in high school. And like, I'm happy about that because. I don't know, I was focused on one thing, mm-hmm. just passing my classes. No. Um, so I would say, I would tell Shuba that, like, yeah, do what you're doing, and then also don't care too much about what a boy thinks of you. Oh, this is another one that I learned very, I don't say late, but, like, learned after I was no longer a teenager, is that mm-hmm. if, a, if, if a boy that I likes doesn't like me back, mm-hmm. like, I shouldn't think that there's something wrong with me. For example, like... Um, if this boy that I like doesn't think that I'm like pretty enough or like skinny enough or like I don't know like not good at sports or wh- whatever it is mm-hmm. like don't let that affect you and don't let that start making mm-hmm. you think like oh I am not smart enough I am not pretty enough or I am what do you call it, like lazy or whatever it is like whatever quality um, that he's projecting onto another girl or the, I don't know whatever his actual interests like don't don't let that affect you honey you beautiful you wonderful yes. smart you intelligent I totally agree and same with me I never had a boyfriend in school or middle school and like I've been asked out I just didn't feel ready at that time and um, I think that's another thing don't feel pressurized by society to be dating by high school and stuff because I didn't it turned out fine well ish I'm still single but so um (laughs) definitely have fun but don't invest too much time in boys like this is the age where you're learning and exploring and you know really growing so just use this time to like invest in yourself and if you're seeing someone make sure they do treat you right so many things pop up when I like talk about this but I'm just gonna keep it simple and say don't settle for crappy partners the world is filled with amazing people just don't settle guys you know no toxic immature crap nope nope you need a man or a woman that respects you you know so you don't got time for that crap yep couldn't agree more all right the next category is I feel like this is actually a bit more hits home at least for me mm-hmm. body which is body image and appearance so what was your favorite compliment that you received in your teens I think like the way I dress like my outfits and then also my hair I would get a lot of compliments on that and also weirdly enough skin tone <laughs> I lived in Arkansas yes. so it was like a lot of white people so a lot of people would be like oh my gosh you have such nice skin and I'm like thank you I do don't I <laughs> but um what about you I thought you were going to say people complimented you on your boobs. Not when I was a teen. I think that's now. (laughs) (laughs) No, you've had like so many people come up to you at the gym and stuff. Oh, well then my bad. That too, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Like these mans coming up to you in the gym and in like the reception and the parking lot. Everywhere. Yes, I do have nice boobs. Appreciate it. Um. I don't think I have a favorite compliment, but people will compliment me a lot on my my hair as well and my mm-hmm. eyes. 
Oh, that's cute. You do that. have really beautiful eyes. I do. Yes. yes. <laughs> Did any parts of yourself or your life do a complete 180 from the start to the end of your teens with um, respect to body image and appearance? I think, well, physically, like I've gone through a lot of weight loss cycles, you know, I've gained a lot of weight, lost a lot of weight, and I'm still doing that. So it's a like, you know, ongoing process. But um, in terms of mentality, I've definitely come to love my body. I've never hated it. But you know, like I did have insecurities, like I would be scared to wear a crop top or something. But like, I think after joining college, like that really just boosted my um, image of myself. And like, I really started loving my body more. Oh my gosh, mine, mine's kind of the same, but <clears throat> not as uh, forthcoming. I think like, I I think I was very skinny from like most of my teen. And then I came to university and just put on a bunch of like freshman 15. But mm-hmm. then I lost all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely, even though, like, oh my gosh, it's so sad to say, like, I really thought that I was fat when I was a teenager, like, not mm-hmm. obese, obviously, but I never, like, now when I look back and I look at my pictures and I'm like, oh my god, I look malnourished, like, I look mm-hmm. so skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have the greatest opinion of my body growing up, especially, yeah, during my teen years, and a lot of it was because of, like, societal, like, you know, Indian... I was in India for most of my teen, like, high school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they like girls that are fair and skinny and, like, y- yeah. And then there were, you know, of course, like, these boys affected my opinion, you know? Yeah. So, that I don't know. Not that anybody told me I was fat or anything, but, like, just, yeah, I didn't have the a lot of the love for my body. Like, I don't know. I was mm-hmm. always trying to just get thinner and thinner and thinner. Mm-hmm. Um. And then now when I look back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I was so skinny. Um, but it definitely changed. Uh, I, I definitely started – a lot of things changed when I got my eyebrows did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it was so embarrassing because um, I went when I first got my eyebrows done, I think I was in grade 11, and my classmate – I'm not going to say his name, but he's uh-huh. in Toronto too. I clearly remember when he saw me during, like, the assembly, he was like, Shiba, you look different. And all I could think of was, like, oh, my gosh. And <laughs> and it was, like, a bunch of people around us, and he kept on being like, no, something looks different. And I'm like <gasps> – <laughs> like trying not to bring attention to it mm-hmm. um but yeah a lot of things changed after you know I, I got the eyebrows did wax my arms and legs wax the yes. gorilla bare arms and legs um and then a big portion of it changed obviously when I'm when I came to university and met my my gym buddy Amber um mm-hmm. she really helped me with a lot of building love and self-confidence mm-hmm. so yeah kudos to her I love that so any advice that you would give to teenage Vita about body image and appearance so I would just say you know like love yourself love your body more and also it's important to take care of your body so um eat well and exercise not to be like skinnier or prettier but rather just to like take care of the thing that's protecting you for sure I would definitely say like make sure that you are giving yourself proper nutrition. I wasn't when I was 13. Mm. Not at all. Um, so, like, <laughs> make sure that you eat well. That doesn't mean, like, overeat, but, like, just make sure you're giving your body the right amount of food. And, and yeah, do exercise, not just for your body, but for your mental health as well. Mm-hmm. And then stop, or at least try not to care too much about what others think. You want to look good mm-hmm. So for you, and you want to look good so that you can feel good. Yes. Not for Love anybody it. else. Yes, yes, yes. So our next topic is mentality. So what or who had the biggest positive impact on your mentality during your teen? Oh my gosh. I would say my mom and you. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, girl. <laughs> no, well, really, like I'm trying to think of anything else. Yeah, I mean, and me to myself also, I'm giving credit to Shuba, to teenage <laughs> yes. Shuba. She's a good girl. But, yeah, I would say, like, you and my mom, like, you guys would be the people that I would talk to and confide in the most. Oh, yes. Honestly, same. Definitely you. And then my parents, I think both of them, um, they've both given me, like, different perspectives of different things. So I think I've developed, like, holistically (laughs) through the help of my parents and you and my other friends as well, some of my closest friends. So, yeah. I don't want to dis. I don't want to discredit. Like I did have friends that did support me when I was a teenager, so them too. Um, but I. But I would say like the constants were yeah, you and my mom. Oh, love you, boo. <laughs> um, and so 
What advice do you give to teenage Shiba about mentality? Oh my gosh. I had like a wake up call towards the end of my teen years about just having to have compassion for myself. So I would tell younger Shiba that like, sometimes it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel down. Like it's okay to like have emotions that you don't particularly consider positive. Like it's okay to like you're human you will have emotions that are positive and you will have emotions that are negative so I would tell myself like you know allow yourself to feel the feeling and then let it go you know what I'm saying it's like it's Mm -hmm. okay to feel certain things if you feel lonely or something it's okay it's fine Mm -hmm. feel the Mm -hmm. feeling and then move on yeah no I actually had the same answer too I was gonna tell myself to like you know that it's okay to be confused and feel lost because everyone at that age, you know, is discovering themselves. And it's really important to face your feelings and express them. Personally, I like to express them through art. So I would give myself credits for doing that and tell myself to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to talk about jobs or like the workforce. So um, what purchase did you make as a teenager that turned out to be the best decision ever? (laughs) Well, okay, this is actually really nerdy. I got this TI-84 calculator. (laughs) It's like super fancy and we were required to get it. It was a hundred bucks and I I really did not want to get it because it was so expensive, but I actually use it till date. So yeah, good stuff. Oh, I like that. I think I had a graphic calculator too. Mm-hmm. But ours was mandatory. I think my best decision was... St- I have two best decisions. Mm-hmm. One was to get a MacBook. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I, I had the crappiest laptop. Oh, my gosh. I had a hand-me-down that was my mom's that was passed on to my brother that was passed on to me. Like, mm-hmm. my laptop was crap. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did, like, my thorough research before I bought a new laptop. And I did not know how to use a MacBook at all. Before I got it, I was, like, super apprehensive. I was, like, it's super expensive. I'm, like, I don't really know how to use it. Mm -hmm. But I, no regrets. Till date, well, I'm not using that laptop, but I'm still using a MacBook, and I don't think I'll ever switch out. So that was the best decision I ever made. Mm -hmm. Another one was um, when I bought my flight tickets to go see you. Oh, oh, girl, I love you. I'm so whipped for you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh, you asked the next question. Oh, yeah. As a teenager, <laughs> what did you want to become when you grew older? Okay, so I wanted to be a firefighter and then teacher. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look how the tables have turned. I know. <laughs> I think uh, I wanted to be an... Oh, I wanted to be a banker. For, like, quite a mm-hmm. while, I wanted to be a banker because I was, like, obsessed with, like, wearing, like, business clothes and, like, a pencil skirt and stuff. Uh, I remember my friends would joke being, like, when you get married, you'll come in your pencil skirt. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be a banker for a solid amount of time. And then, mm-hmm. temporarily, I was like, oh, I want to be an engineer. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> things change. Oh. Yeah, for sure. Did you have any part-time jobs? No, I actually didn't. What about you? I did. So I got my, I had my first part-time job when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, crap. Oh my gosh. Crap place. I worked at an Indian restaurant, of course, because I was Indian. So they obviously hired me mm-hmm. and they fucking totally took advantage of the fact. It was when I just came to Canada. They totally took advantage of the fact that I was new and I didn't really know how things worked. I was underpaid. I was paid way below minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, so usually when you work at restaurants as like a waiter or whatever, they mm-hmm. do pay you below minimum wage. But then to to compensate for that, you get paid out the tips that you mm-hmm. get. I was paid under minimum wage and I got no tips. Oh my gosh. um, They were very, very stingy with like, so they give you food at the end of each shift. Actually, it's not even at the end of each shift. You have to work like a seven hour shift. Like every seven hour shifts you get something like that. Like Mm -hmm. they were very, and and then you only get like rice and one curry. Like they were very, very stingy with their food. And the worst part this is this is mm-hmm. what made me quit the job. It was also paid under the table, mm-hmm. t- which is which is fine. I think we all like when we all start out with like waitress or restaurant jobs, it's all like mostly under the table, which is that's part's fine. But like yeah, I was totally underpaid. What really made me quit that job instantly was they have a camera in the restaurant mm-hmm. and 
because they don't like people taking food, right? So it's like if you take one samosa, the lady calls in and is like, well, why'd you take that samosa or something? Not that mm-hmm. I did, but like they were so like stingy and like on top of it. Mm-hmm. But then um, I think I worked like 22 or 20, like a whole solid 20 hours extra shift or something like that. Not in one day, mm-hmm. but like one week I worked extra. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember at the end of the week, I wasn't paid. Obviously, I was supposed to get paid more, right? And I realized mm-hmm. like, oh, they haven't paid me that much. And then I called in and I asked and apparently... I had been coming in for shifts that I was not scheduled for, but they didn't tell me that. Like, it was miscommunication on their part. Mm-hmm. So they didn't tell me, like, oh, you're not supposed to come in. But they just let me work there, which is also crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I had the cameras yeah. to, to monitor if people take a samosa. It's like, mm-hmm. if I was not supposed to be there, then tell me to go tell home. Me. Yeah. And if or just pay me. And they still mm-hmm. till date. Well, I don't want it anymore. But, like, they didn't pay me even after I was like, OK, well, I I to compensate for that like I still deserve to be paid and they were like no it was miscommunication some crap and that was where I was like all right this was terrible like fuck you guys oh my gosh and I was like I'm never working even if I ever work in a restaurant it's never going to be in an Indian restaurant ever again in my life (laughs) oh my god that's terrible I'm sorry you had to go through that Oh, that's okay. I used the money from working at that restaurant to buy to to when you came to visit me when I came to visit you. <laughs> that was what I bought my flight tickets with. <laughs> Any advice to teenage Vita about you know having a job or working? So I think I enjoyed like volunteering and having a low key summer, but I think like I would try to start a part time job, not necessarily to like make money and save up, but just to like get my toes wet and explore different fields. What about you? Same. I would tell myself, like, actually, like, teenage Shiba was in a boarding school, so it's not like I could work. But if if I wasn't, I would tell myself, like, yeah, volunteer more. Mm. Uh, like, get, basically get a job, even if it doesn't pay you. It's like volunteer mm-hmm. positions, like internships, because, yeah, it exposes you. You get experience. And then, of course, if you do have the opportunity to get a, to get a part-time job where you are paid, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's idea because that makes you conscious of like the fact that like you know when you are older you will have to find a way to make money you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. we talk about this a little bit more in our saving money 101 episode so y'all give that a listen if you want to hear (laughs) more thoughts or more details about you know the whole job and working and concept of saving when you're younger Mm -hmm. yes All right, so now we're going to transition to our next topic, which is extracurricular activities. So, Shiba, what activities made you lose track of time? Um, whenever we went on, like, a school trip, like, out to a place I've never visited before, that was really fun. Like, we went to these islands in India, the Lakshadweep Islands. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. Just, I think, traveling and spending time, having, spending, like, a good, having a good time with my friends mm-hmm. or traveling, that really made me lose track of time. What about you? Um, I used to do dance with my friends. So I really love that. And then shopping in general and hanging out with my friends. Those were um, my favorite activities. And art. I love that too. Oh, I like that. That is oh, cute. Thank you. All right. So name one activity that you just absolutely despised. Studying. <laughs> <laughs> that for me, um, I think, oh my gosh, I don't know if I, I think I told you, but I used to go to this piano class hated that hated that so much I used to cry every single day finally my parents like okay you don't have to go anymore and I was like oh thank god but yeah I just cannot do piano no 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 not for me (laughs) (laughs) um all right so what advice would you give to teenage yourself about extracurricular activities Mm, I think I did a lot of extracurriculars when I was younger I would say like if you pick up a hobby that you're trying that you want to try out try it out for a, a solid like for a good amount of time I remember where, like I wanted to play the violin I like picked it up no, I didn't really pr- I didn't really give it a shot even though like I mm-hmm. wanted to and like at the time I thought that I was but it was like now when I look back I was like I probably picked it up and pay- played it like for an hour once a week you know what I'm saying so it's like mm-hmm. try a lot of stuff but if you want it because I know I tried a lot of things like I would tell myself that like try it out for like be a bit more dedicated mm-hmm. in your hobbies and your passions or even if it's not a passion just be a bit more dedicated in it because mm-hmm. who knows if I had actually stuck to it and gotten better at it I would have been more motivated to 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 continue playing it you know so it's mm-hmm. just like be a bit more dedicated in what you're doing mm-hmm. and yeah join I mean I always did this but I would tell myself to you know continue doing joining club new clubs 
mm-hmm. and like new hobbies because that's also how you meet different people and then mm-hmm. that's how you open your mind I agree with everything you said um, because I used to do a lot of different things and I think because of that I'm not like good at anything right now. well in the sense that I'm not like you know really um, experienced or skilled at one particular hobby I would tell my younger self to like really dedicate myself to pursuing a couple of hobbies and you know just focusing in on that but yes exploring is important so I do appreciate myself for doing that but for sure like immersing myself in a couple of hobbies and pursuing that would definitely be the way to go yeah yeah I agree all right our next category is you know habits that we had teenage Mm -hmm. habits you know (laughs) these teenagers apparently they have the worst habits (laughs) So what new habits did you cultivate as a teenager? So my parents always made me wake up early, but I think I just maintained that. And then um, I started eating more healthier with like school culture. You learn about diets and things like that. So I started really immersing myself and trying different kinds of diets Um, because at home we just eat Indian foods, but I started eating more like salads and things like that. Um, And then staying physically active, I think I, I would just play with like, friends as a child but then later I learned I should physically exercise go to the gym swim or you know like actually just actively exercise um and then practicing good hygiene I think I developed that especially after coming to um CIRS like staying by myself I was like okay I really have to be on my game you know like take care of myself keep everything neat make my bed um and then just developing an attitude to like strive for success because in America at least like I found it till middle school I didn't really have major competition so I would just go to school and like do my homework and just do good but after going to like India I was like oh no like I actually have to strive for success because it was such a competitive environment and even though I don't want to like toxicate myself um to be competitive or anything I think it's still important to have that mindset to be successful so those are all like important things that I cultivated when I was a teenager what about you wow so I don't even know yeah that's a big list that's a good list um (laughs) I think I cultivated yeah same exercising a lot was something that I cultivated as a teenager because that was where I started losing weight so I was like Mm. I want to exercise more and then I also joined the swim team and you know we went for nationals like we have to be very disciplined about it so I think Mm -hmm. I definitely learned how to discipline myself with exercise I think another habit that I cultivated was making myself become more adaptable to things because when I was like 12 or 13 was where like you know you're growing up you're becoming a teenager and then I switched schools went to India had the greatest culture shock of my life and then would still go back home to like Nigeria or wherever we were going that that summer or winter would still mm-hmm. go home back to like my old friends every like twice a year right mm-hmm. so I don't know like they're obviously very different places the friends that I had are in both places are very very different so like just becoming adaptable like you know what I'm saying I'm not trying I feel like this makes me sound like I'm becoming fake like mm-hmm. it was less about that it was just more of like like understanding my audience or just I don't know like under it's just very different you know what I'm saying like you understand what I'm saying when you go to India like I wear like traditional clothes because like things are done a certain way also like people stare at you if you wear like hot shorts (laughs) and stuff you know what I'm saying it's just Mm -hmm. like you gotta like adapt to where you are right so becoming Mm -hmm. more adaptable I think that's a good habit I picked up or like a mindset for sure I don't know I definitely agree Mm mm-hmm Um, So what was the funniest moment of your teens because of a certain habit you have? Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, I had a terrible habit of just not, I was so hard to wake up. Like whenever (laughs) my parents would come to see me in like boarding school, like my dorm parent would, their biggest complaint was just like, Shuba does not wake up. (laughs) It was so funny because my brother had the same complaint. So whenever whenever my parents would go to either, they'd be like, your kids just don't wake up. (laughs) Um, Like you really had to like, I don't know, you really had to, like, pull me out of bed to wake oh, me up. Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, it's not like that anymore, um, yeah. but it was terrible. <laughs> I remember before I even came to university, my mom was like, how are you going to wake up? Like, you can't oh. wake up. How are you going to wake up and go to class? <laughs> um, but one really funny moment was, so I was, like, part of the student council. Like, one of, like, so there's, like, four different houses, like, teams or whatever. So I was one of the, like, house captains on the student council. 
And so what they do, I think it was like twice a week, or I don't even remember at this point, but basically like sometimes they have a roll call where you split into your houses and then your captain, they kind of like count how many people are there and report it to like the PE teacher or whoever's in charge, just like so you so you know that all the kids are there before they split into their respective sports for jogging or for whatever. So because I never woke up, um, that <laughs> particular day I I woke up and I was like, hell no, I'm not going to jogging. I, like, I want to sleep. So I like hid, I think I hid underneath my desk. So it's like I kind of crawled into that space in between the chair and the desk and I just hid there and like slept. And coincidentally, that morning was when they had a roll call. So I was needed because I was the captain. So I had to like I had to report in, right? Oh, damn. So yeah, so, and I had no idea. So I remember, like, when I, I, like, slept, and then I remember hearing my dorm parent come in my room. She obviously didn't find me, thank goodness. But then I remember her looking around, but I thought that was just her doing her regular rounds to make sure none of the kids are sleeping. And then when my roommates came back in the in my dorm, they were like, dude, where the heck were you? We had a roll call. And then because I was missing, literally all of the like the te- PE teachers like went around the whole damn school looking for me because they're like, where is this girl? And so yeah, that was like, I found myself a little bit of a pickle because like my dorm parent would also like, she set us out for jogging or sports and then she'd lock the dorm so that you don't come back in and sleep because a lot of kids mm-hmm. did that. Mm-hmm. So she was just like, where were you? Like you couldn't have come back in the dorm because I locked the doors. Mm-hmm. Little did she know, I just never left. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a funny moment. Oh. <laughs> um, I actually, well, you reminded me of mine. I used to roll a lot in my sleep. I was at home, like I would sleep by the wall and, you know, with my mom, so I wouldn't roll off. But then when I was in school, in boarding school, I would just roll off my bed and fall. But like, I just wouldn't notice it. I would keep sleeping through it. And I don't know, a lot of my friends thought that was, like, really funny, but... That was! It's like, imagine waking up and there's somebody underneath your bed. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. You're, like, fast asleep. Or, like, in the morning, we'd wake up and be like, you're not in your bed. Next thing you know, we look at the person beside you, we're like, oh, she's under her bed sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) So what advice would you give your teen self about the habits you made and you broke? I'll tell myself to drop the bad habits, keep the good habits. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I think like I would just like uh, tell myself, don't be afraid to try new habits and break old ones because I used to be very like, oh, this is my routine. I'm going to follow it. But I think I should just not be afraid to try new habits, you know, and like get rid of old ones. So that's, that's what I would tell myself. So life is a process of finding what works for you. So feel free to experiment your habits, you guys. I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll go with that. Because <laughs> I can't think of anything. <laughs> We're going to talk about friendship in your teen years. So which of your personal qualities turned out to be the most helpful in building friendships as a teenager? I think it's like just my nature of being outgoing and shameless. <laughs> like I just I was wild and not ashamed of anything. And yeah, I was a class clown for a long time and people loved me. What about you? I think it was qualities of just being friendly, like, I am outgoing, but I wasn't, like, crazily intimidated, like, you know, those people that are, like, too much, I would like to think, um, but I was, like, right. I would like to think that, like, yeah, I had an open mind, I was friendly, like, when people came to me with personal issues, mm-hmm. they came, and these are, like, not necessarily people that I'm super close to, like, I'm not their best, best, mm-hmm. best, best friend, but I feel like people came to me for about, like, issues or problems or things that they had because they felt like, they could trust me you know like that I would listen Mm. hear them out and then give them like to give them that third person opinion where it's like I'm not Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you this because I'm biased and I think you should do this but I think this is what should be done if you want to do it do it if not that's you know we'll figure out from there you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. I think that helped with building friendships yeah and then just uh being lovable you know (laughs) yeah you're also very comforting I could come to you with like any problem and like you would always have something to tell me so it just felt good to hear whatever it was that you had to say like personally Aww, so thanks. 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 I love you yeah. what was your favorite moment spent with your friends 
I would definitely say my sleepovers. We just had a lit time. Like, it was so fun. When we were young, we used to trick our parents and, like, pretend we're asleep at a party. And then all of them would leave and we'd, we'd wake up because we'd get hungry. So <laughs> we would ask whoever's house we are. We'd go to that parent and be like, we're hungry. And then they'd be like, oh, my gosh, we thought we were sleeping and, like, freak out. But um, they're good times. Like, we genuinely had a really good time at a sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> oh what about gosh. you? That was good. Oh my gosh. Since you're talking about sleepovers, I remember my friends and I did the same thing. Two of my friends, they slept over my house. Well, they weren't supposed to sleep over. Their parents had gone out for a conference. So they were at my house. Their parents Mm -hmm. were supposed to come and pick them back up. But we were like, okay, let's pretend that we're sleeping just so that. And then wait, it doesn't stop there. (laughs) I remember that we like pretended to fall asleep. And then Mm -hmm. I actually fell asleep. And I think maybe like half an hour later, their parents actually had left them, but I didn't know, right? Because, like, we actually mm-hmm. all genuinely fell asleep. And then I farted. <laughs> and then I remember I asked my friend, I was like, did you hear that? And she was like, yeah. And then I was like, that wasn't me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So gross. <laughs> but I would say, I would say my, the, the best moments or like my favorite moments were spent at birthday parties. Those were really fun. Oh, yeah. Birthday parties are good, too. Birthday oh, parties are so good. have, like, piñata yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, just, like, the whole thing. Because, like, some of my friends would have, like, their party in the afternoon. And then, like, they'd have, like, a sleepover birthday event in the evening. So those were really fun. And then, again, since I was also in boarding school for a majority of my teen years, I would say, like, the best moments were, like, when we did, like, when we, like, stayed up past bedtime, or, like, just did stupid yeah. shit, and, like, just mm-hmm. would have a laugh, you know what I'm saying? Like, dumb yeah. shit. <laughs> oh, oh, man, I miss all of that stuff. I don't. <laughs> I remember it. I don't miss it. <laughs> Do you have some object to signify friendships, like a friendship bracelet? Yeah, so um, I have a friendship anklet, I have rings, I have keychains, I even have like a t-shirt and a bracelet. So yeah, I have like a bunch of, I have like a suitcase filled of things that my friends have given me. That all of all about the sentiments. What about you? Um, I do. I have a lot of like, I'm going to sound like an asshole. Um, <laughs> I do have like the bracelets and stuff. Like, uh, the, like I do have all of that, but the cards... I don't know if I have all of them anymore. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a card or like a birthday card. I keep that. But if it's like like a little note on a paper, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I keep that for a bit and then later I toss it out. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's just because like my parents are hoarders. So like I try not to be a hoarder. What I preserve the most is like clothing. So if my friends give me like a beanie or like a sweater or like just a shirt, even if it's mm-hmm. dumb, I'll keep that forever. Mm-hmm. I won't get rid of that until I'm I'll grow whatever piece of clothing it is. I won't mm-hmm. get rid of it. Take notes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so any advice you'd give to teenage Vita about friendship? Um, so definitely don't waste time on people who don't respect you or put in effort for you. I think for a long time I used to just like I said, I was a people pleaser, so I used to just, you know, make everyone happy. But at one point I was like, no, no, I wish I had learned that earlier on. So yeah, that's some advice I would give myself. And also like, it's okay to have a small friend circle. Middle school, like being popular, all of that was fancy. But then as I grew up, I realized that, you know, even if my friend circle is small, I just want loyal and true friends. So that's something I would tell my younger self. That's good. I would say that um, be around people who make you happy. And be around Mm -hmm. people who you feel like bring out the best in you. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, like, give people the benefit of the doubt. So, for example, say somebody that you, I don't know, if people want to come and be your friend, like, allow it. You know, give them the benefit of the doubt. But in the name of doing that, and also in general, like you said, like, don't be around people that put you down. And, like, you know, if they're not serving your purpose, if they don't add value to your life, um, and if they've also got bad energy, like notice how people are, right? They're just, if you're just around some, if somebody wants to be your friend, basically, and all they do is just talk about people behind their back and stuff like know when to eliminate that type of stuff from your life or distance mm-hmm. it. You don't have to be a bitch, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like go, go to what, towards what basically radiates positivity or just towards the people that you feel are like, have your energy or mm-hmm. better and 
you know, be around people who you feel like add value to your life and make you want to add value to your life as well. Yes, girl, preach. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So next we're going to get into travel. So what was your favorite place that you visited in your teens? Um, We went on like a family vacation to Dubai. I mean, we always go to Dubai, but we haven't like we never vacation there. It would always be like mm-hmm. a day trip. So we spent like a proper week there. And uh, it was really, really nice. We went on like the desert safari and everything. It was Ooh. really hot, but it was really, <laughs> really nice. Oh, that's nice. I really like going to Branson, Missouri. Um, so it's like a vacation destination. So we went there with family and um, there was just, it's filled with entertainment. It, it has an amusement park, a haunted house, boat rides, a marble cave, butterfly museum. I loved it. It was just days of fun Aww. and eating. So I loved that trip. I love that. That's cute. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so what place did you want to visit and have you visited that place yet? I wanted to go to Egypt. I've always wanted to go to Egypt. Ooh. Still haven't been. Well, that's a cool place. Take me with you. Let's go together. I will. I will. I really wanted to go to Barcelona. I haven't been yet either, but um, I just like the beachy vibes. I want to go one day. Oh, I love it. I'll, I'll go there with you. Yes. <laughs> Travel together. Like yeah, I feel like we'd have a good time in Barcelona. Oh, for sure. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> <laughs> Sun's out, buns out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what advice would you give to your younger self about traveling? I'd say that whenever you get the opportunity, do it. I know that younger Shiba is not financially independent, so she got to ask her parents. <laughs> but if you ever do get the opportunity, even if it's for like a temple, which mm. I never, I never liked going to them as a, oh my gosh, we went to a million when I was a child, like when I was like until the age 10. So I just never liked going there. But I would tell young Shiba, just go anywhere. If it means stepping out of the house, and going somewhere new, just go. Mm, I like that. I really like that. Um, same. I would also tell myself to do it more. Um, and also, I think as younger me, like I always tried to plan out my trips, like whenever my parents decided on something. But I think for now, like my current self would tell my younger self to be more um, spontaneous and just do mm. whatever is nice. If you see something fun in the trip, like it's fine, like delay your plans and do that, you know. So um, that's something I would tell myself. Love it. So yeah, that brings us to the end of, you know, our little reflection into our teenage years. Again, as we said earlier, you may relate, you may not relate, but if you know anybody that's going through, you know, that's a teenager that just would need some advice on, you know, figuring out friends or travel or jobs or whatever, please, you know, forward this to them. I feel like this might be useful. And even for yourself, if you're just feeling nostalgic and you just want to, you know, sit and look back at, the things, the funny things or silly things or dumb things that you did as a young kid or a young teen, um, you know, give it a listen. And I feel like it is mostly relatable. And if not, you know, a little bit more about us, your co-hosts. Yes, I love that. So we're going to end with a quote of the day. And here it goes. It's by C. Joy Bell C. Anything that you learn becomes your wealth, a wealth that cannot be taken away from you, whether you learn it in a building called school or in the school of life. To learn something new is a timeless pleasure and a valuable treasure. And not all things that you learn are taught to you, but many things that you learn you realize you have taught yourself. So on that note, guys, remember to follow us on Spotify and on Instagram at underscore keep it spicy. Let us know if you liked this episode. If you did, tell us what else you'd like us to talk about uh, regarding this or regarding reflection. If you didn't, give us that feedback so we know what else to talk about or what you like hearing from us. Remember to like our posts, comment, and share our podcasts and content with friends. And on that note, remember, folks, keep it spicy. Yours truly, XX.